Oh, he's a one man. He says, uh, let me see the chat. Oh, I like my phone. I like my phone. Uh, let me see. What did you say? Uh, I mean, I don't know why this call was. Oh, oh, hey, hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> a little technical difficulty. A little problem with my mic. Again, again, what's up? What's up? It's your favorite credit hero, Ronnie Francois. That's right, Ronnie Francois, your favorite credit hero. If it's Tuesday, if it's Taco Tuesday, you know, wherever it's at, whether you, whether you, you know, chicken, lamb, beef, whatever taco you like, it's definitely Taco Tuesday. But you know what? We ain't going to talk about tacos tonight. We're going to talk about something better. So that's going to change your life. So that's going to make it better. It's going to change your household. Something that's going to change your life for the next two, three, four, five, six, seven generation. And so to this one, this amazing episode, we're going to be talking about how to dispute late payments. That's right. Late payments, something that, can, that impacts everybody. You get one late payment, your score is going to drop anywhere between like 10 to 100 points. And I don't think too many people can afford to lose that many points. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get this show started. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, um, Ronnie Francois, your favorite credit hero on the Credit Lab podcast. Again, there's probably like a million, billion other credit heroes out there. But I'm going to tell you a secret. We all know who your favorite credit hero. And that's me, Ronnie Francois. Again, thank you for tapping in. Whether you're watching it live, watching the replay, definitely appreciate your support. Because you could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here supporting me. So I appreciate the love. Thank you. As always, anything I can do, always reach out. I got you. That's why I'm your favorite credit hero. So we're going to hop right into it. We ain't going to waste no time. It's probably raining, snowing wherever you're at. You're probably driving or you're in the parking lot. You're sitting on your couch. So I ain't going to take too much of your time. So I definitely appreciate it. On the topic for this evening or this episode is how to dispute late payments. Um, So we all know that your payment history is 35% of your credit score. That's right, 35%. And then your credit utilization is 30%. So I know we're talking about late payment, but your credit utilization, your late payments make up 65% of your credit score. So um, no matter um, what, what else that you're doing, if you're not 
hitting those two marks, uh, you know, 65% out of 100, it's a, it's a lose and lose situation. So if you don't do nothing else, you definitely always want to make sure your payment is on time. And you always want to make sure your credit utilization is low. Now, when it comes to late payments, um, you know, depending on your credit, depending on your, the credit or the bank institution, most of the time they don't report your late payment until like until it's 30 days late or 30 days past due. And in some institutions, they won't report late payment until it's like two until you miss like two late payments in a row. So it really depends on your bank institution. That's very, very important. But however they do it, whether it's after 30 days or the after 60 days, you don't want any late payments because your score is going is going to take a big hit. And there are multiple ways uh disputing late payments, handling late payments, tackling late payments, um, erasing late payments, removing, deleting. So it don't matter the word that you use. The thing is there's multiple ways of tackling it. Um, so that's very, very important. So one of them, so we're going to cover two of them. Uh, one of the, we're going to cover three, actually. So one of the ways, basically reaching out to the creditor. Like, hey, look, you know, so-and-so, XYZ company. I've been with this company and institution for a while. You know, I had late payment. And, you know, these are the reasons why I had late payments. I promise not to be late no more, blah, blah, blah. You kind of, you almost want to, you're almost asking for forgiveness almost. I don't know if that makes sense or not. You just want to make it like nice and sweet. And then the story that you're going to give, you don't want to, you don't want to over-exaggerate neither. Um, so because sometimes, depending on, the, depending on the story that you give, they might ask you to verify that information. Uh, so you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, my aunt in Singapore, you know, passed away. Or you don't want to make it too dramatic, you know what I mean? So basically, because when you send these letters in, most of the time it's going to be like an actual person that's going to read it. So you, you send like a heartfelt letter, um, you know, whoever's reading, if they have a soul, if they have a heart, they might be like, okay, cool, I understand the situation. And they might remove that late payment. But you have to understand the goodwill letter, um, it's sometimes it's like throwing a dart into a dark room and hope you hit something. I mean, so sometimes you might hit something and sometimes you won't. So it really depends on, on the bank institution. Because some banks, they, they don't care. You know, you can write a thousand letters. They're going to tell you, you know, a thousand times um, because they're going to they teach you a lesson you know, not to be late. So <laughs> that's very, very important. So sometimes I'm not saying don't use a goodwill letter, but I'm saying sometimes don't be upset if you don't get the results that you want. And some people will tell you, you know, just write another letter. Or sometimes they'll tell you to call. They're like, you know, just hang up and call again and call again. And, and again, I'm not knocking that. You know, if you want to sit there for the next... 72 hours, keep calling, hoping you get a different representative. It's all good, but I mean, it might work for you. And if you want to continue to write a letter, write one to the CEO, the CFO, uh, the vice president, the president, you know, you, you're more than welcome to do that because one of those people might actually feel what you're saying. They might feel the, the tugging in their heart. They might actually do it. So I'm not discouraging that. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if it don't happen the first time. Don't be surprised if you send have to send multiple letters. Um, so that's very, very important. And another way of uh, disputing late payments is basically reaching out to the consumer reporting agencies. Now I'm about to I'm about to drop some gems to you. Most of people, if not all, well, most of people, they will still call them credit bureaus. And they're not credit bureaus, they're consumer reporting agencies. So because when you put bureau after like any entity, it kind of like give them like a little. They kind of put an ass on their chest, make them sound like they're more powerful than they are. So they're not bureaus. TransUnion, Equifax, Experian will probably help corporations that basically just 
you know, steal your credit information and do whatever the heck, whatever we allowed them to do. So their consumer important agencies is very, very important. So you're right to the experience. You say, hey, you know, uh, to whom to whom this may concern, I pull my credit report on such and such date. Um, I noticed there's a lady paying for XYZ company. Um, and you put it, typically you put a reason like, oh, this is not mine. Or I mean, because sometimes people, some people just blatant lie, like this is not mine. I don't recognize it. Or you might just say, I want you to investigate this late payment. So you want to be careful with your choice of where that you want to use. So you can just simply say, I want you to investigate this late payment. You don't have to make up no shenanigans. Say, this is not mine. I've never seen it. You, you don't have to do all that. And then you don't have to lie, say, you know, it's identity theft. You just want to be careful with the words that you use. So just say simply, hey, can you investigate this account or this late payment? And they will do that uh, because 15 USC 1681G. Um, actually, so they actually have to, um, they have to do have, they have, they actually have to, you know, investigate, um, they actually have to investigate that. So typically what they'll do is they'll take that letter that you sent and they will send it to the, to the original creditor or the company. And then, you know, nine out of 10 times, the company is going to send something back, say this late payment is verified. Um, so don't be surprised if that happened. Because that's how they're going to reach out to the company. They, they're not going to do no investigation. They're going to send it to them. They're going to come back and verify. And then most people just get discouraged. They're like, well, you know, I got late payment. So um, I guess I'm just stuck with it. But what if I was what if I was to tell you a secret? Don't tell nobody. Though. It's a secret. It's between me and you. I don't tell nobody. Late payments are actually illegal. That's right. <laughs> late payments are actually illegal. You're not supposed to be on your credit report to begin with. So, um, of course, in the Goodwill letter, send a letter to the um, Experience Transgene Equifax, that's one way to try to tackle it. But um, what's the point of doing all that when it's illegal to begin to be on your credit report anyway? So now that you know it's illegal, you probably want to know, like, hey, how's that it's illegal? So if you remember a few episodes ago, maybe like two episode, episodes ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, I was talking about the Fair Credit Reporting Act, FCRA. The Fair Credit Reporting Act was actually established in 1970. It was put in place to protect your right as a consumer. It basically tells you know the creditors. It basically tell um, the financial institutions. It basically tell the consumer for the agencies what they can, what they cannot do. So, if you was to pull up the Fair Credit Report Act, or if you was to either a Google fifteen USC sixty uh, fifteen USC sixteen eighty one A two A. That's right, fifteen USC sixteen eighty one A. And then you're going to go down to two, and then underneath the two, you're going to see A. It's actually going to tell you what should be excluded from your consumer reporting, from your consumer reports. It's called exclusion section because exclusion, I mean, it shouldn't be on it to begin with. And then I want to read them verbatim. I'm going to tell you exactly what it says, right? It says, um, except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include um, report containing information solely as transaction or experience between the consumer and the person making the report. I'm going to say that. I'm going to read it one more time. Report. Uh, okay. Consumer report does not include. Um, consumer report does not include report containing information. So uh, slowly as to transaction or, or experience between consumer and the person making the report. So that basically is telling you like, your transaction should your transactions should not be on your credit report. That's right. So when you talk about transaction, that is your payment history. That is not 
included in your consumer report. I know what you're thinking, right? You're like, well, Ronnie, uh, you said a uh, consumer report, but you know that stuff shows up on your credit report. Well, I'm glad you asked. So, so one hand you got the consumer report, and the other hand is a, is the credit report. So the information from your consumer report is used to create your credit report. I'm gonna say a little bit slowly because you know got some people you know in the back, some of my friends on here on short bus. So let me say a little bit slowly. So the information from your consumer report is used to create your credit report. So if the information is not supposed to be part of your consumer report, how can they just add it to your credit report if you need the information from one to create the other one? So that's why, you know, at one point I would say consumer report, and then you might be thinking of the credit report. So that is why late payments are not supposed to be on your credit report. And then also, too, so after I say transaction, I say or experiences. So you're probably like, okay, what the heck is experiences? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm about to tell you. So experience or you're basically your credulization. So right there, it's telling you that your transaction, which is your late payment, your experience, which is your credulizations, are not supposed to be on your credit report. So they just say you've been running like high credulization, credulization is at like 80%, 90%, you know, because Christmas is right around the corner. Actually, Black Friday is in a couple of weeks, so I know some of you going to use your credit card. And then Christmas is like, you know, down the line. So I know some of you are going to use the credit card. So that credulization is probably going to be through the roof. But so what if you could get that credulization off or get it down to a 5%? Now you have the tools because according to the Fair Credit Report 915 UFC 1681A2A, your transactions or your experience are not supposed to be part of your credit report. Now look at that. Now give me a hand up. Give me a, give me a look. I need I need a hand to clap for that one. I need I need some applause. I, you know, drive some gym because look, I'm getting fired just for that. You know, because for the longest, because remember, your payment history is 35 percent of your credit score, and your credit utilization is 30 percent. So that's 65 percent. So what if you could just tackle those and it wasn't even on your credit report at all? But then you know you you could just worry about the other three because it's five things that make it your credit score. So yeah. So again, so one of the ways to remove late payments is actually use consumer law. So that's how you would do it. You actually write them a letter. And actually, um, lucky for you, right, I actually have the late payment letter that's available. And because, you know, I like you and you like me because you're all supporting me because you're my favorite, right? For the next 48 hours, I'm going to make this late payment letter available to you for free. That's right. I said it. I said it. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. But I'm going to make this letter to you available for free. Only for the next 48 hours. After 48 hours, you're going to just pay regular price. Um, but that, that's my wish on appreciation too. Uh, but anyway, so we're about to take a commercial break so we can pay some bills. Uh, so we're right back at this commercial break. with your ancestors seeing that this is the month where we celebrate the day of the dead you know we celebrate our ancestors bottom of the deck you have expect a powerful change so communicate be very clear and specific with what you want I got the man picked out. I got the man picked out. It's gonna be McGee gonna win all the championships. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna. Wait, what's the name? What's the name? (laughs) Hell no, I'm not gonna say. Oh, because where to go, but it's definitely the first step uh, because it basically tells you what your rights are as a consumer. 
it tells you what the Consumer Reporting Agency can and can't do. And I think the most important thing I got out of um, that credit reporting that is in the very beginning. Onto the poly lifestyle. And I think that the poly people are tired of folks like that. Using them. Like, hey, this is not this type of party. Yeah. Like, we don't want y'all. The poly people are, the poly community is literally like, you guys got the whole, whole understanding mixed up. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely appreciate you. Definitely appreciate you. As always, as I was saying, um, before we went on this commercial break, so the topic for this evening is if you're watching this live or listening to it or watching the replay, again, the topic is how to dispute late payments. Again, I definitely want to thank you. So as a token of my appreciation for you all support me because I love you because you love me. Um, I have this amazing late payment letter and I will make that available to you for the next 48 hours for free. That's right. F-R-E-E. Um, and the cool thing about me is um, so when someone reaches out to me, let's just say they want an ebook or they reach out for something specific, I'm not going to like send you like emails like every 30 days, every like 10 minutes, like, hey, I got this, I got that. No, unless you tell me like to send something to you, I'm not going to send it to you. I'm not just trying to build up an email list. And I know a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, I'm going to give you this to you for free. Next day, you know, like at midnight, you know, you, midnight, two, three, four, five, six in the morning, you're getting like, oh, try this, try that. So it's not going to be like that. So if you reach out with something specific, I'm going to send you specific what you ask for. So again, for the next 48 hours, because I love you, you love me, you all support me, I'm going to make this late payment letter available to you for free. And that's it. You just DM me, inbox me, uh, you know, send a message through a pigeon. I don't care. Just reach out to me. And I will make that letter to you for free. I know it's kind of crazy, right? I'm I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Usually I don't give stuff away for free like that. Maybe like a free ebook, but but this late payment letter is really important because I understand how late payments are. I understand because your score can drop in between like 10 points to 100 points just for one late payment. But also, too, the best way to tackle late payment is actually to put your bills on auto auto payment, to be honest with you. So if your minimum payment is like $100, like $50, $10, or whatever it is, you set that on auto payment. That way, the, at least the minimum payment is going to come out every single month. Here's the kicker. Though. You got to make sure you have money in your bank account um, so that way you don't have that late payment. So put your bills on auto payment for the minimum payment for the minimum amount. That way you can avoid late payment. And then you can always pay. You always want to pay more than the minimum payment too. But at least if you know on the 15th of every month, the minimum payment is going to get paid. After that, you can always pay more. But the minimum pay, making the minimum payment auto payment, that's the easiest way to avoid late payments. All right, so we're about to jump into the Q&A because I love it when you guys send me questions. I definitely appreciate that. And also, too, make sure you subscribe to He Say What Network on YouTube and also like, share, comment on um, anything that you enjoy. So we're about to jump into the Q&A because, uh, you know, definitely appreciate the questions. Uh, and I think we got a few questions today. So. Uh, the first question is, uh, what are the things that affect my what are the things that affect my credit scores? Uh, basically, your credit score is affected by a number of things, including your payment history. And there's a reason why payment history is the first thing on it because again, it's 35% credit score, the amount that you owe, your credit utilization, which is 
the length of credit. How long have you had your account? Um, application for new credit, new hard, I mean, hard inquiries. And also to the different types of credit that you have. Pretty much those are like the five components that make up your credit score. So that's, you know, just pretty much breaking down your payment history, credit new credit, your credit profile, having on credit mix. Uh, that's pretty much those are the things that impact your credit score. Um, so the next question is, um, uh, the next question is, how long does something impact your credit report? So it really depends. Um, it depends on the state that you're in as far as the statute of limitation. Um, the delinquencies um, can be anywhere between like 30 and 180 days, and they can remain. So as far as, I mean, as far as like late payments, that's what delinquency is. They can remain on your file for up to seven years from the date of your missed payment. So that's very, very important. So after you miss that first payment, it can actually stay on your credit for up to seven years. A bankruptcy can stay on your credit for seven to 10 years, depending on the type of bankruptcy. Um, uh, judgments can stay on for about seven years. A closed account. With, with with delinquency, so if it's a closed account that has like late payments or something negative, it can stay on it for about seven years. And um, pos a positive closed account can be reported for up to 10 years or even further, depending on the state that you're in. So it's important to know these things. And of course, if you don't know them, you don't remember, you can always rewatch this episode again. That way, you know, it'll kind of help you out with that. Um, so the next question is, what's the next question? How can I improve? my credit on my own and that's that's a very good question because again that that phone or device that you're using right now to watch this amazing show um you can actually use that to get a lot of answers that you need um so you don't always have to have somebody to fix your credit for you repair rebuild it reconstruct it whatever you want to use you can actually do it on your own but see the thing is there's so much information out there sometimes it's hard to um really decipher what's true what's not so again let's let's say you, you have an amazing car and your starter goes up yeah you could probably you know get a new starter you could probably you know do it yourself and maybe you'll get it right maybe you won't or you could just pay somebody to do it so um you can actually do it. somebody use some tips on how you can fix your own how you, how you can improve your credit on your own um pay your bills on time again goes right back to the payment history 35 percent of your credit score is your payment history. So there's a reason why that's the number one, you know, paying bills on time. This includes mortgages, loans, utility bills, uh, credit card, keeping balance on your credit cards low. You want to keep them under 30%, uh, even if, unless your life depends on it. Again, those the first two things, payment history and creditization. There's a reason why they always at the top. That's his five percent his score. Um, you want to keep your accounts open even if you don't use them. That's right. If you have an account that's in good standing, you want to keep that account open. Um, that, that, that's very important. You want to keep it open. Because what happens is once you close that account, your your credit report is going, is going to have a negative impact on it. So you just want to keep it open as long as possible. Don't close them. Keep your balance low. Always make your payment on make make your payments on time. But also too, um, so remember you know these tips must be done like over a long period of time uh, this is not overnight process so you know of course it, it takes a while to get in that rhythm of following these steps so it's very very important and the next question is oh okay so i do have one more i do have one more though that, that, that it is um uh, what what are the things that can damage your credit that's very very important so that is another one that's that's a very good one 
again, there's a lot of factors that can, so you know the five components that make your credit score, but now you probably want to know what are the things that can damage it. Uh, basically, many people are often unaware, have problems until they obtain credit, because some people have bad credit, but they don't realize how bad it is or how severe the situation is until they apply to get a, a car, get a mortgage, uh, try to co-sign for these kids to get something. But there are a lot of factors that can damage your credit, including bankruptcies, repossession, foreclosures, collections, late payments, judgment. Um, so there's a reason why like like 90% of the stuff that I said tonight was involved around late payments because 35% of your credit score is based around around your payment history. So that's very, very important. So you, you, you so you definitely have to keep that in mind. Again, like I said before we went to a commercial break. Um, I definitely want to be a blessing to somebody or whoever is watching this. Uh, the next 48 hours, that late payment letter will be available to you. So you can, you know, DM me or Mr. Ronnie underscore credit hero on uh, Instagram. Send me an email. Look, I'm going to give you my personal email address, something I usually don't do. It's Mr. Ronnie Francois, the number one at yahoo.com. Or you can just Google me, Ronnie Francois, the credit hero. And, you know, just send me a message. And just say, hey, you know, a late payment letter. You don't have to just just say late payment letter. I, can you please send me this letter? And I'll email it to you. Again, no extra cost, no extra fees. But here's the kicker. It's only for the next 48 hours. So don't reach out to me like, you know, six months from now. Be like, hey, where's that letter? No. So because I, I want to because I have some loyal followers, loyal supporters that have been supporting me since day one. So this is my way of giving back to you. Um, so the next 48 hours, you know, this letter is yours. Absolutely no charge. Again, when you do reach out to me for something, it don't matter what it is. You know, uh, if you got a question or concern, I'm not going to send you a whole bunch of junk mail, get anything out of you. I'm going to just send you exactly what you asked for. So, because uh, again, you know, when it comes to credit, your credit score is very important. So why is your credit score important? Because your credit score is used by a financial company to decide on your credit worthiness. So the way, the best way I can describe your credit is, it's like your adult report card. When you was in school, many of you probably were like A students, A plus, B students. Um, so I was a C student, so my report card wasn't all that good because uh, I wasn't that smart when I was young. I got smarter as I got older. Um, so, you know, when, when you went transfer from like, when you went from elementary school, middle school, high school, you went to colleges, every level, you know, they, they look at your previous grades. So that was your report card. <clears throat> So your credit report is, is, is actually your adult report card. So that's what lenders look at when they're trying to make a decision, see how responsible you are, and see your credit worthiness. Um, so to be honest with you, everybody's situation is different. Some people have bad credit or terrible credit, and it's not even their fault. It could have been their mom. It could have been the spouses. It could have been like, you know, a family member. It could have been the kids. So it's not always like, if you have bad credit or your credit is not good, like you're the most horrible person in the world. No, I mean, sometimes situations happen, life happens. So if you're in that situation, don't feel bad. It happened to the best of us. Um, you know, one time my credit was, it was kind of bad. But like, I'm a whisperer because I don't want everybody to hear me. Like, my credit was so bad, I used to hope somebody would steal my identity. That's how bad it was. But we all know, like, when your credit is bad, um, nobody's going to steal your identity. If they do, they just practice it. Um, so don't don't be ashamed of it. You know, if it happens, it happens. Uh, just feel blessed that you're able to be connected with your favorite credit hero. And I'm able to give you the gems, the jewels, 
I'm able to make a letter free to you for the next 48 hours, how to remove late payments. That's the most important thing. So you shouldn't feel ashamed, feel bad because you got bad credit. It happens. Because one out of 10 Americans don't even know what the credit score is. Six, six out of 10 have a credit score that's under, that's under 620. So if you're in that position, don't feel bad. It happens. But if you're not trying to do anything to fix it, you're not trying to do anything to improve it, you're not trying anything to improve your knowledge, then you should feel bad. But if you're in that situation, as long as you're trying to solve the matters, again, just feel free to reach out for that letter if you need it. No extra charge for the next 48 hours uh, because, you know, I appreciate you. And then so when it comes to your credit score, the range is between 300 to 850. So one of the questions I get a lot of people say, like, what is a good credit score range? Um, so, so the sweet spot is usually between like 680 and 750. No, I'm not saying don't try to get the 800, don't try to get 850. I'm not trying to discourage, I'm not trying to say that. But if you're in that range, you're in that sweet spot. Um, so if, if I have a credit score like uh, 750 and someone have a credit score 800, if you walk into the same bank, we're probably going to get the same interest rate. Um, I mean, of course, it depends if we have negative items on credit point. But we don't have the negative item. The profile is good. We probably got the same interest rate. So uh, don't focus so much more on the score. Focus more on what's on your credit profile. Do you have negative items? Do you have late payments? Do you have derogatory? Do you have hard inquiries? Uh, the score does matter, but what's on your credit profile matter even more. So, of course, um, the best way, you know, as, as you obtain more credit, your credit, your credit score will increase as you make your payments on time, keep your credit utilization low, uh, your score is going is to go up. Um, having a low credit score um, does not prevent you from obtaining credit. But if you're successful at being offered credit, your interest rate will be higher. So just because you got bad credit, that don't mean you're not going to be able to get no credit. It just means you're going to pay a lot more. So let's just say, you know, I go to a department store, I get a, a sofa. You go to Renaissance, you get that same sofa. Uh, you're going to pay four times that amount. Uh, uh, nobody likes paying four times that amount. That's why it's important to have your credit. That's why it's important. They make that good late payment. And then like, share, subscribe, and also follow, follow our network. He said what network. And as always, you know, I definitely want to thank you for supporting me. Again, I'm, I'm going to stress. I'm going to say one more time. I know I said it already. This late payment letter is definitely fine. Late payments are illegal. They shouldn't be on it. In the next 48 hours, you want this late payment letter. I'm going to make it available to you for free. And also follow me uh, on my own Instagram, Credit Lab Podcast. Also, Mr. Ryan, score credit here was very, very important. Again, you know, I definitely appreciate you. Look forward to my inbox getting flooded in the next 48 hours for these free letters. Until the next time, thank you.